and I have two guests with me in the studio. I've got Rian Collins. Good morning to you, Rian. Morning. Now, Rian is the Millen Allied Health Professional Lead for Cancer, working alongside the Health Board. And Dawn Casey is with us as well. Dawn, hello. Good morning. And uh, Dawn is uh, also with Macmillan and the Health Board, and she's a lead nurse for signs and symptoms of, uh, well, she's a lead nurse with, uh, with the cancer treatment people. And she's going to talk about signs and symptoms in a minute. But we'll start with you, Rian. Um, obviously, it's a great idea to try and stop, you know, not get cancer to start with. And, and if you do get it, to detect it really early. Absolutely. And we've got Cancer Prevention Week coming up in February on the week of the 20th. So this is a really good opportunity to have a look at how healthy you are fundamentally and how you can prevent getting cancer. And one of the main things that you can do in terms of prevention of cancer is by stopping smoking. So everyone knows about the the links with smoking and with lung cancers, and it does affect some other cancers as well. So if you can, you know, have a think about where you're at. It's a new year, so this is a new opportunity to really um, address your, your your smoking at the minute. And there's multiple ways that you can do that through visiting your GP or going to your local pharmacy. Um, there are multiple opportunities on uh, online as well, so through Help Me Quit. So stopping smoking is one of the main things you can do. Okay, so that's so smoking is probably the biggest problem you face, is it, in the sense that it's going on to, to cause cancer? One of the biggest, yeah, yeah, definitely. There are other things, obviously, that you can do as well. So having a healthy diet. We know that eating a um, high diet full of red meat and processed foods can lead to some cancers like colon cancer. So having a healthy, balanced diet, which is filled with lots of fibre, so we would get fibre from things like um, whole grain cereals, brown bread, um, fruit and vegetables are very good sources of fibre as well as vitamins and minerals and um, beans and pulses are again really good sources of fibre so that will help prevent um, some specific cancers like colon cancer but it's also as part of a healthy diet as a whole <clears throat> so um we know that being overweight or obese can lead to some cancers. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, including your fruit and vegetables, some good sources of whole grain um, carbohydrates, so those are your starchy foods, as well as, as lean sources of protein. So that would be meat, fish, beans, pulses, eggs. Um, is all part of a healthy diet to try and... Um, uh, maintain a healthy weight and therefore um, reduce the risk of some other cancers. So if, if you eat meat, I suppose white meat, um, you know, chicken uh, and stuff without so much fat on it is better than red meat, you know. Absolutely. Red meat is still important for the mm. diet because it's a really good source of iron, which your body needs, but it needs to be unprocessed. Um, so, you know, uh, a, a couple of pieces of beef would be a portion, but no more than twice a week. Okay. Is is what we would say. Okay, and keep keep the fast food down to a reasonable amount. Isn't absolutely, it? absolutely, as fine as an occasional treat, but not a daily thing. Right. Okay. Oh, well, that's helpful. And of course, if people are are vegetarian or vegan, 
they need to take care to have more protein, don't they? So you, yeah, so that you can have it definitely have a healthy, balanced um, vegetarian or vegan diet because there's multiple sources of protein that you can get from beans and pulses. There's obviously your dairy alternative, soya um, is a good pr- source of protein. So you can de- definitely have a healthy, balanced diet um, as part of um, a vegan or vegetarian diet. So it's a lifestyle thing, really, then. It's a sensible diet and it's exercise presumably <clears throat> yeah so exercise is a massive one as well yeah so we would the recommendation for exercise is that you do um, 150 minutes a week of moderate intensity exercise so so something the way you would um you would notice an increase in your breathing but you'd still be able to talk um, and obviously 150 minutes sounds massive in a week. But if you break it down, it's it could be five 30-minute um, slots a week. Or you could do um, 10 minutes three times a day of brisk walking, gardening, just taking the stairs instead of taking the lift, you know, getting off the bus um, a stop earlier or, or later. It's There's multiple ways that you can fit it in. It's just being mindful that that exercise will um, lead to um, better weight control but it'll also give you things psychological benefits as well we know that um, uh, good regular exercise has mental health benefits but it also keeps you fit and strong to be able to do all of the daily activities that you need to do as well as keeping your heart and lungs healthy. I've heard in the past that sort of 20-25 minutes brisk walking is, is a good amount of exercise a day is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I think it depends where you start off. So if you're going from no exercise at all to start introducing it, then um, it'll be different levels of exercise for someone different. If you're used to doing 20 to 25 minutes brisk walking a day, you may want to step it up a little bit. Can some of that turn into a run or... or um, a Jeff, as we like to call it, so a walk run? Um, or would you benefit from doing some... Um, cycling you know some different forms of exercise just to push yourself that little bit further so it all depends where your baseline is yes and the idea is to is to you know get to be having a higher sort of you know pulse rate but not be so knackered you can't speak absolutely absolutely if that exertion level is a 10 out of 10 you, you you're probably a bit too vigorous tomorrow is world cancer day and the health board will be releasing it through their social media Um, some information, all sorts of information actually about cancer and it'll be coming out sort of on a timed basis on Facebook and so on uh, tomorrow. So look out for the health board posts on this. Well, we've been talking to uh, Rian Collins and uh, we've got Dawn Casey in the studio as well. We'll be talking about, you know, healthy eating and diets and exercise and things like that with Rian. We'll probably come back to Rian later on. But with Dawn now, let's take a look at the signs and symptoms that we need to keep an eye out because obviously if you do develop cancer detecting it early is really really important Dawn isn't it? Absolutely you're absolutely right picking up cancer earlier allows us to get the right treatment to the person quickly and ends up usually meaning there's a much better outcome for the individual which is a very positive thing and what we were all hoping for. Now, some of the signs and symptoms I'm sure everybody's aware of. So we all know to look out for a lump or a bump that's unexplained or unexpected that seems to be growing and to go to see a GP about that and get that checked out. 
We're also much better these days about looking out for our moles. So keep an eye on those moles. Are they growing faster? Are they lumpy? Are they a little bit sore? Are they raggedy around the edges? If you're concerned, again, go and see your GP with those. Um, And particularly get a loved one to help check. Sometimes your back, it's quite difficult to see your back. The top of your head is also quite difficult for for gentlemen with perhaps less hair on top than they once had. Um, It's good to get someone to check that for you too. But we kind of know those things. Other things that we might be aware or have noticed in the the news more recently is changes in bowel habits. Now, that's quite a tricky one to pick up on. Um, If we've been out for a night out and and maybe had a curry, our our bowel habits aren't perhaps as regular the next day as they once were. But if that persists for three or four weeks, um, either going to the toilet more or less than you would normally, that can be a concern. So that you should go and check that out with your GP too. Another one that you may have picked up from the news or the media over recent years is um, a long-term cough. Now, not one that hangs on from a nasty cold that you picked up from your child or your grandchild that they picked up from school or nursery. One of those coughs that you don't quite know where it's come from and you've had it for maybe three or four weeks. It's amazing how quickly three or four weeks goes past and we don't realise that it's been Well, it's been a month since Christmas, hasn't it? So that's how quickly a month or a week, three weeks goes. So those really should go and see the GP and just get that checked out because that might be something to be concerned about. Now, before we go on to some of the more unusual ones, it's worth flagging that probably only about 10% of the time will this actually be a cancer. So please go. Don't be worried about going. It's more likely to be something not to worry about. And that's reassuring in itself. And that's a good thing to find out. You don't have to then worry about it. Probably some of the more vague symptoms that you might not think you need to worry about is perhaps a loss of appetite. So if you're not feeling as hungry as you once were, or maybe if you're feeling a little bit sicky or uh, um, not really wanting to eat or you've lost weight and you weren't trying to. I know lots of us are trying and we're grateful when a pound or two comes off. Especially this time of year. Absolutely. But if you weren't trying and all of a sudden your your clothes are getting a little bit loose or your wedding band is a little bit bit loose or you're having to notch up an extra notch on your belt and, and that wasn't your intention, probably should go and see your doctor about that as well. And breathlessness is another one. So if you're getting a little bit breathless and you're not sure why, again, pop and see the doctor. It could be a number of different things, but it could also be cancer and it's worth getting it picked up early. Are you finding that um, with because COVID had a terrible cough attached to it, didn't it? And I had it. I think I had it before it was invented, before it had a name, when it was just another winter virus in the January before they gave it a name. And the thing about it was the cough, uh, which was awful and dry. Yeah, unlike normal coughs, but that can go on. And, and uh, some people say, well, you know, I'm breathless now since I had COVID. You know, it, it's not something you can pick up like a major symptom. You just feel a little more breathless after mild exercise than you did before. You're not coughing anything up. You don't seem to have anything on your chest. But things like that can affect you as well, can't they? But as you say, if you're not sure, go to the doctor. Absolutely. Go and get it checked out. You'd be surprised how many people throughout COVID went to the doctor or or turned up in emergency departments thinking that it was COVID 
but actually picked up a very early lung cancer and were able to get good treatment for that and and what ends to be a, a really good outcome so there were some really, really awful things that happened mm. as a result of COVID. Mm. But mm. from a perspective of lung cancer, it, it allowed people to be picked up quite quickly. And and even if it is as a result of COVID, there are things and help that you can get. There are lots of um, COVID rehabilitation information, etc., out there now and things that you can be linked in with. So if you're struggling, it may be, even as a result of COVID, it may be that the GP can direct you to help for that. Yes, the important thing is to go, it's not normal, and go to the doctors. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I had a GP, in fact, the GP was the guest a month or two back with, you know, with the health board. And I had a longer chat with the GP than you ever do. It was a 50-minute consultation. How about that? <laughs> and, and in fact, I, it just went on and on. I thought, I never, I've never had a meeting with a doctor this long. You know, it's brilliant. So I turned it into a documentary, like an hour, you know, on a Sunday night because mm. I didn't have time on the slot to do it. But... Um, the, the thing that came out of that was that the amount of work that they do now in, in you know, um, surgeries, they've got all sorts of experts and other people involved as well. So if you go along, you can actually get quite early referrals earlier than you think. Uh, the, the world has changed, you know, and uh, <laughs> for the better. I mean, we hear lots of horror, horror stories. Everyone knows the NHS is overloaded and so on. But within that, there's a lot of structure change. Uh, especially near you, wherever you live, they're trying to put you know health professionals nearer you than necessary at the hospital and so on. But the first port of call is still pretty much the doctor, unless your pharmacy can sort you out. So they can sort yeah. you out with you know minor ailments now without you going to the doctor. But you know the important thing is you don't feel quite right. Don't just sit on it because men do this. I mean, I knew this, right? Men do this. Women are sensible. They go, you've got a terrible cough. Go to the doctor. Right. Uh, There's sort of talking conscience. You know, if you happen to have a female around, uh, I find as a man, you know, OK, then, because you don't want to be nagged to death. But men don't do this very much. I mean, we had someone here the other day who who sensibly went and looked at uh, prostate uh, because he, his dad had it. He didn't have any signs at all. But because he went and said, well, I've got a history of it. They went, oh, well, you, no, actually, we'd better give you some radiotherapy. And they sorted him out with radiotherapy. He rang the bell. Uh, but the point is, had he not gone, you know, things would have been quite bad quite quickly. Absolutely. You're completely right. There, there are local health parks, there are local pharmacies, and there's local GPs. And I guess the other thing to flag is if you're invited for screening... So if you're sent your fit kit for your bowel screening, so pooper scooping, or as a lady, if you're called for your mammogram or for your cervical screening, it's really, really important to go because that will pick that cancer up before you've even got symptoms. So before you even know that you've got it, it will be found, which is a much quicker and easier journey for you. Um, and again, most of the time it isn't and it will give you that reassurance that that's there's nothing there to worry about but we will all be routinely called for mammograms for our breast tests and for our cervical screening and for our, our bowel screening so our pooper scooping pooper scoop away and send it in <laughs> well you've, you've 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 hit the ball that you know you've hit the thing right on the head there i've got one of those that i've got to fill in or fill <laughs> yes. i suppose um, yeah, which I you know, feel shamed in not, not having done that immediately now. Um, and a, a thing, though, uh, about cancers, in, in some of the internal cancers, 
is that people imagine they'd have pain with something like that. Oh, I, I, it would be a pain. But of course, some of them are in organs that don't have sensors. So they, you don't feel pain until it's so swollen that it's pushing on other ones where you do. And that's kind of quite late in the process, isn't it? Absolutely right. Yes, you don't always get pain. And um, pain can usually can sometimes be a late sign, yeah. which is why it's so important. If you're a bit concerned, it's a bit out of the ordinary, you're not sure, go to your health park, go to your pharmacy, go to your GP. If you've got a loved one that's saying something that's concerning, encourage them. You're right. Gentlemen sometimes need a little bit more of a push <laughs> from, a, from a lady. <laughs> um, but definitely go get it checked out. Take what take any screening that you're offered, get a health check if you're offered it, you know, go for it and, and then it'll get picked up early. Dawn, that's brilliant. Thank you very much for that. Now, Rian, just pop back to you. Um, we didn't mention the elephants in the room. We were talking about healthy diets, did we? Six Nations tomorrow. Alcohol. <laughs> you knew it was coming, didn't you? Yeah, I had a feeling. <laughs> yes. So it, obviously it's an exciting time with Six Nations coming up and I'm sure there'll be plenty of people hopefully celebrating with a red shirt on at the end of it. Um, but it is such a, an important factor that we need to look at. Alcohol contains... Um, is a risk for, for cancer, but also contains a lot of empty calories. So it doesn't contain any much nutrition at all that'll benefit our bodies. So it's absolutely fine to drink in moderation. You knew this was coming, didn't you? Um, the current guidelines are that you you can have 14 units a week, but it has to be spread out over the week, and ideally two alcohol-free days a week as well. And units have changed quite a bit as well. So... Um, because beers and wines have got stronger, portion sizes have got bigger. So, say, um, uh, three beers would be classed as six units now. So, it's, it's you know, you're drinking um, is... You need to have a look at how much you're drinking and the units. And there's really good website uh, the, on the NHS website is how to calculate how much units you're having as well. So, that's really useful. Um so yeah, drink in moderation. Remember, if you th- if you're having a pint, that's equivalent of having a Mars bar in calories. So would you realistically have three or four Mars bars in a row? That's a question to you. <laughs> well, I'm already resolved to start on Monday. <laughs> Good, excellent. <laughs> that's the man man's way out. <laughs> oh no 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 not tomorrow no Monday Monday. Right, ladies, thank you so much for coming in today. Oh, thank, thank you. you. It was lovely. Much. It was lovely to meet.